0: On ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas uh, use that in the open uh, our friends the Teichelmans can't say thanks enough to them uh, you know we try to repay them in, in every possible way and one way uh, we try to repay them is by running that open and running the audio of us saying thanks to them because they are lifesavers. And uh, we're actually getting ready to uh, to leave town again. But we've got uh, we've got the uh, four legged children taken care of for this trip down to Houston next week. My wife has a follow up visit with the the doctor in Houston on Monday, Stephen. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun little trip. We're going to go Saturday or Sunday and the doctor's visit on Monday and then going to stay and go to an Astros game. We got tickets for that on Monday night.
1: That'll be nice. Who are they playing Monday?
0: I uh, want to say the Orioles, but I'm not oh, okay. positive. Not not 100% sure.
1: Yeah, shockingly, I've never been to Minute Maid. Really? I mean, it always looks great on TV. Yeah. Just, we, yeah. Didn't go to, we, we don't go to Houston a whole lot. Right. Uh, so I'd like to get out there sometime. And the dog thing is interesting. We got a dog back in January, a Cocker Spaniel named Blue, and I love him. He's great. But it is like another thing you have to think about yeah. if you <laughs> – Go out of town or if you're just gone for a few hours, what am I going to do with with the dog?
0: Well, for much, it very much is because Terry, uh, you know, once these dogs taken care of. And there's, you know, there's only a few people she'll trust. The Teichelmans are two of them. But only a few people she'll trust uh, our uh, dogs, Annie and Brinkley, with uh, to treat them as well as she treats them. OK, so it's a it's a pretty high standard. And that, again, is a compliment to the Teichelmans that uh, they're top of the list of of helping us with our dogs when we are out of town. All right. Um Coming up in the hour uh, yesterday, you remember, we sort of vamped for the hour waiting on Chad Jackson. That didn't happen. Hopeful to have that today uh, to talk about the Supreme Court ruling on the uh, changes. With colleges and student athletes, with the uh, additional uh, benefits uh, now being educational benefits now being approved by the Supreme Court or the Supreme Court siding on the side of the student athletes. Well Chad, uh, Chad can't be with us today, but Dan Hare will be, and Dan will be very good, Stephen. I don't know if you remember him. We've had him on before, and uh, very, very knowledgeable in the area of sports and law and, uh, in fact, uh, does some work uh, teaching in that specific area. So he'll be perfect to talk about this. Dan Hare will be with us in, in a few minutes, and we look forward to hearing from and visiting with him. Uh, what else is uh, What else is going on? Big Twelve release today. The matchups, the pairings for the uh, Big Twelve SEC Challenge for basketball. Uh, that's always fun to see. Uh, it is coming up again on one date. It is uh, Saturday, January 29th this year. First thing I always look at when we look at the schedule, obviously, is who Baylor is playing, and uh, that's that's uh, kind of my uh, my hope. Uh, that one of these days that'll be Baylor and Kentucky, you know, and it'll be either the Wildcats here in Waco or Rupp Arena in Lexington. But uh, And that'll happen at some point. And, and, in fact, has happened before. Baylor and Kentucky played a neutral site game at AT&T Stadium. Um, but, uh, and Baylor's played at Rupp Arena before, but I've missed it because of football conflicts. So uh, one of these days, the Big 12 SEC Challenge will match Baylor and Kentucky. Uh, and and uh, to be honest, uh, Baylor... Baylor is, um, well, Baylor's uh, better than Kentucky right now. So they drew Alabama is who Baylor will play in the Big 12 SEC Men's Basketball Challenge. Uh, It'll be in Tuscaloosa. And again, the date is Saturday, January 29th. The leagues try to match up almost um, as if you're Um, uh, matching one versus one, you know, from the Big 12 versus the SEC, two versus two, just to get the best matchups. Uh, And TV's involved. uh, ESPN will televise all these games. So, uh, you know, Baylor is uh, number one in the Big 12, the number one seed, if you will, in the Big 12, and they draw Alabama and will go to Tuscaloosa for that game on January 29th. The other games, uh, Missouri at Iowa State, Kentucky at Kansas, That seems like the uh, matchup, obviously, uh, for ESPN, they like that matchup uh, uh, of the Wildcats and the Jayhawks, UK and KU, and it'll happen again this year in Lawrence. K-State plays at Ole Miss, Oklahoma at Auburn, Oklahoma State at Florida, LSU at TCU, Tennessee at Texas, Mississippi State at Texas Tech, and West Virginia plays at Arkansas. So those are the pairings for the uh, Big 12 uh sec challenge again all to be played on one day saturday january 29th in the middle of the conference schedule and steven uh at first i wasn't so sure about this but now i love it man i mean on that date especially having all the games on one date it really uh the big 12 and the sec really capture uh espn with games going on all day into the night.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of the best basketball days of the year. Uh, it starts about 11 a.m. and then ends late that night and should be fun with Alabama. Uh, Mato's has done a really good job with that program. They were, I guess, Sweet 16, Elite 8 last year. I can't remember how far they made it, but they won a couple rounds into the NCAA tournament. So um, a good test for the Bears. And, uh, yeah, that's the uh, the perks of being good is you get good non-conference matchups like that.
0: Yeah, but uh, didn't get a home game out of it. Now, <laughs> now, part of that game, part of that is probably... Alternating. Last year we hosted mm-hmm. Auburn in the Farrell Center. Remember that? That was a really great game. Good win for Baylor. Um, so it probably alternates for the most part from year to year, home versus road. So this one will be uh, on the road at Alabama. Uh, mentioned the College World Series continues in Omaha. Texas still alive. Texas a win over uh tennessee yesterday 8-4 was the final that eliminates tennessee texas still alive they will play tomorrow evening at six against virginia so uh longhorns still alive and kicking trying to fight their way out of the uh losers bracket after dropping that first game of the tournament to mississippi state
1: yep and uh you know an uphill battle but they they get with that win um, yesterday, they stay alive. And, te- and one thing about Texas, they got really deep pitching, so that'll be helpful. And with the College World Series, you get some days off here and there. It's not like a regional where you're playing every day and a couple times in a day, so they should be able to to reset. But Obviously, it's a huge advantage of Mississippi State, and you come back and win and win those two games and, and are in the driver's seat looking to get out of that uh, that part of the bracket. Yep.
0: So Texas still alive in Omaha. They'll play Virginia tomorrow night at six. All right, we're off and running on this Wednesday afternoon. Do appreciate you being with us. Let's take a break. Back with more in just a moment. John Morris, Stephen Simcox, and the Allen Samuels studios, and we'll continue in just a moment. We're brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive.
1: Where Waco
0: gets engaged.
2: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Healy Fitzpatrick. Partly sunny skies expected for your Wednesday with a high of 95. Any clouds this morning will begin to break with the heat of the day. Winds will be out of the south around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tomorrow, we'll see mostly sunny skies with a high of 96. And Friday, the same thing, mostly sunny skies with a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out
0: fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Warren Wines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovacic Sausage in West. Paul George missed two free throws to leave the door open for the Suns, and they get an alley-oop for the win from DeAndre Ayton to take a 2-0 lead in that series, beating the Clippers 104 to 103 last night. Tonight in the NBA East Finals. Game one with the Atlanta Hawks at the Milwaukee Bucks. Tip is at 7.30. Detroit playing the top spot in the 2021 NBA draft, followed by the Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers, and Toronto Raptors. The Houston Astros are on a nine-game winning streak and will try to make it 10 tonight, taking on Baltimore with a 6.05 first pitch. Rangers try and bounce back tonight versus the A's. First pitch at 7.05, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. with us, John Morris, Stephen Simcox inside the Allen Samuel Studios. Glad you're with us on this Wednesday afternoon. Dan Hare will join us next segment and uh, Stephen, no offense but he'll raise the IQ in the room when Dan comes in. (laughs) Very sharp guy, very smart, very uh, articulate, very eloquent and he'll be uh, the perfect guy and he'll do a good job of explaining exactly what the Supreme Court uh, did earlier this week uh, related to uh, student athletes and educational benefits so um, Dan will be with us next segment we look forward to uh, visiting with him Uh, I spent part of the time this morning at the Farrell Center it was fun there Uh, the uh, Scott Drew Baylor basketball camp this was the final day of that and number one nice to have those camps going again on the Baylor campus most sports that uh, that do camps uh, are back this year after the hiatus due to the pandemic last year but uh, our oldest grandson, Truitt, at age five, was uh, right in the middle of the camp this year. And, and he's kind of been there, I think, since he was one. <laughs> Just kind of, you know, his second home is the Farrell Center. But this year, uh, a, uh, you know, a legitimate camper or, you know, by his age, he's a legitimate <laughs> camper. And, and uh, Fitz Ryan right. was fun to watch him do camp over there in the Ferrell Center this morning.
1: So I'd imagine, as you said, being around basketball so much, does he just love it? Is he taken to it pretty
0: well? or is He does. Okay. I mean, he, he's kind of an all-sport guy, but basketball would be number one because, you know, Ty, his dad is a coach with Baylor. And uh, so so basketball would be number one. He played baseball, you know, played uh, uh t-ball uh the last couple of years and and that's been good so uh, my hope would be he keeps you know sampling uh these different sports you know and not necessarily settles in on just one um but if you ask him probably he would say i'm pretty sure he'd say basketball is his number one
1: it'd be hard to avoid uh, which is cool <laughs> and that's great for the community i mean just having the camps back and the ability to interact with coaches again and yeah learn I mean that's that's really invaluable stuff that they're getting from those coaches
0: I asked him uh, at lunch after camp was finished I said what was your favorite part of camp and it was you know Monday through Wednesday this week and just finished up earlier and I he said the way up line and I said what he said the way up line and I said oh okay the layup line <laughs> <laughs> that was his favorite part of camp. So, uh, At least it wasn't
1: like snacks or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: I wouldn't have been surprised <laughs> if that was it. Uh, he did have a popsicle when he was leaving today, and, uh, and, and pretty cool stuff they had. So for the campers this year, Um, And Ty Beard, my son-in-law, was in charge of the camps, you know, for Baylor basketball. So I'll give Ty credit for this. I'm not sure (laughs) if it was him or a group effort. But part of what the kids got this year, they got a T-shirt, they got a pair of shorts, they got um, uh, what else? Uh, Well, other things, you know, as a kind of a Nike uh, um, backpack, not a full backpack, but a drawstring pack that they got all this stuff in. But they got a picture with Coach Drew. And the national championship trophy and the big 12 trophy and the uh, South region championship trophy. And it was really well done. It was a gold background. It was well lit. And each kid would go in there with Coach Drew and take the picture and then they would give it to him. You know, uh, I guess they got it today on the last day of camp. But I told Ty, I said, there'd be some dads that would sign up for camp just to get that picture, you know, to get themselves in one of those pictures. No, they definitely
1: would. They could charge a little bit for that. Yes, it, it they would could. Be, it would be fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I got to see the picture of Truett yesterday, and it was really cool. So that is a, a great moment. I mean, really rare to, to get a, a moment like that. I know. How great trophy. is that? Mm-hmm.
0: That is so cool. You could have charged, you know, what whatever you normally charge for camp, and then you could say, you know, for a uh, you know $25 uh, addendum, the dad gets a picture <laughs> with Coach drew And the trophies, I'd pay that. I think I would pay that for sure. So really cool to, uh, uh, you know, when you've got a national championship trophy, you don't want it sitting in a closet somewhere. You want to parade that thing around and show it and let people take pictures with it. And, you know, just remind people, hey, Baylor basketball is the defending national champions. Do the guys get any time with it, like the Stanley Cup? <laughs> I, I think they did when they first got back. Okay. Because I saw some pictures of them kind of parading like around campus. Around campus. Yeah. yeah. That was the trophy, and uh, they were walking around campus with this trophy, so um that's pretty cool you you hear those legendary stories about the stanley cup yes and everybody gets 24 hours with it so
1: and some really go after
0: <laughs> yeah they do make the most of their 24 hours all right let's take a break when we come back uh dan hare will join us varsitysearch.com is the website if you want to take a look at that dan uh stephen will have all the answers that we do not about this supreme court ruling earlier <laughs> this week affecting student no athletes pressure, All the answers, Dan. So we'll hear from him when we come back. Stay with us. John Morris, Stephen Simcox. We'll be joined by Dan Hare when we come back on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson.
5: Having played in the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club. And we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's, it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game time, weekdays 4
4: to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, Diamore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring, and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable.
3: 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovakic Sausage in West. Paul George missed two free throws to leave the door open for the Suns and they get an alley-oop for the win from DeAndre Ayton to take a 2-0 lead in that series, beating the Clippers 104-103 last night. Tonight in the NBA East Finals, Game 1 with the Atlanta Hawks at the Milwaukee Bucks, tip is at 7-30. Detroit playing the top spot in the 2021 NBA Draft, followed by the Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers and Toronto Raptors. The Houston Astros are on a nine-game winning streak and will try to make it 10 tonight, taking on Baltimore with a 6.05 first pitch. Rangers try and bounce back tonight versus the A's. First pitch at 7.05, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only
0: on ESPN Central Texas. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon. John Morris, Stephen Simcox in studio and pleased to be joined in studio by uh, our good friend Dan Hare. It is great to see you on uh, Twitter at Daniel Hare. Uh, folks can follow you there and you're the perfect guy to talk to about uh, what's going on. I mean, it's above a lot of people's heads, the Supreme Court ruling relating to educational benefits for student athletes, colleges. Uh, it, it, uh, it It's way up there. I mean, I guess anything that gets to the Supreme Court is going to be, you know, maybe a little hard to digest, but welcome and we appreciate you helping us digest and understand this.
2: Well, thanks for having me. It's a it's a sports law nerd's dream uh, this <laughs> month right now to have a Supreme Court case and, of course, the NIL stuff happening, too. So uh, I appreciate the chance to come on and talk about it.
0: And tell everybody right off the top, sports law is kind of, that's your niche, isn't it? I mean, it, it, that area and those subjects uh, really yeah. get you going.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I teach it over at the grad school at Baylor still um, and happy to do that again after a, a year off for the pandemic. Uh, adjuncts were not... Uh, uh we weren't doing that so i'm excited to be back teaching this fall and now to have a bunch of material now i gotta take the the textbooks won't have any of this in it so i'll be recreating some bunch of stuff so it's exciting
0: that's great all right in in simplest terms or as simple as you you want to make it (laughs) uh what what is the supreme court ruling how does that affect colleges how is that a benefit to student-athletes
2: yeah, I mean, there's really I, I, I kind of take away three things from this opinion. Um, the first is sort of the narrow ruling on the merits and on the particular issue of these non or I'm sorry, these educational related benefits, which is what the court was looking at specifically and and only looking at that, um, which are the things like graduate scholarships and tutoring and instruments and computers, things that right now are prohibited by NCAA rules that uh, are now uh, no longer uh, able to do that, because this was a nine-nothing decision, mm-hmm. uh, a unanimous decision from this court. And um, so th- that was really practically what was at issue. So now, uh, you know, whether schools or conferences decide to create policies or start offering those benefits, I think we'll see some of those similar patterns that we saw when the cost of attendance happened mm-hmm. a few years ago. Go. And schools sort of one by one, and conferences one by one. Start, are we going to do full cost of attendance, or how much? And I think we'll see a lot of that as it pertains to these educationally re- related benefits. Um, the, so that's kind of the narrow scope. The the bigger picture, and what I think is more you know forward looking, more important, honestly, is what it means for other compensation restrictions that the NCA has on the books, because. For 45 years, basically, or I'm sorry, 37 since the last Supreme Court case that we had on this, uh, we have basically been listening to the NCAA argue over and over again that it is not even subject to antitrust law, Mm -hmm. that it should be carved out because it's an educational thing. It's not commercial. Any, it's hard to like think about that anymore being not commercial, but that's what they've been arguing. And this court, the Supreme Court makes it clear here that no, y- you are subject to any trust law and that um, we are going to apply the same tests to you that we apply to every other industry and trade organization. And uh, so it was very easy for this court to knock down those uh, restrictions uh, using those tests. And so the question is going forward, uh, what does that mean if for the next plaintiff group that lines up and says, okay, we want to bring up, you know, a straight up uh, salaries and that kind of stuff. How is that going to survive? And um, so that's where we got into a lot of, I think what people caught on was the uh, Justice Kavanaugh concurrence, which was a pretty spicy uh-huh. uh, uh, <laughs> uh, concurrence, uh, which we can talk about, um, but where it made clear where he stood, um, and uh, so I think that's what's going to be interesting moving forward.
0: Gotcha. You mentioned one thing. You mentioned in there was the last time the Supreme Court uh, gave an opinion in this area. Was that the uh, the uh, TV football ruling? It was. Uh, University of Oklahoma. When was that?
2: 19- yes. a- Nineteen eighty-four. So at okay. that time, people may remember uh, back then. Uh, that the NCAA controlled the television distribution. Yeah. It wasn't the conferences independently negotiating with networks. The NCAA controlled it, and they restricted it. So there yeah. were just certain games and certain teams, and, and, and not from like a necessarily nefarious point, but they were really trying to make sure that um, you know, certain schools uh, had access to television, and they were trying to protect attendance at home games right. and things like that for people. And so those are some – but but that's the last time we had a Supreme Court case unless they lo- the NCAA lost that um, case. But there was some language that Justice Stevens had put in that opinion um, that this court addressed and says that was um, sort of – Essentially, on the side, it wasn't part of the opinion. It was oh, okay. uh, it doesn't apply, which w- sort of gave deference to the NCAA's ability to make rules that it needed to to kind of uh, protect college athletics and that kind of thing. Um, NCAA has hung tight to that <laughs> sentence for years. <laughs> that one sentence, that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and this court just calls it out as dicta, which means basically non-applicable to huh. other things. So, um, so that's gone. So they don't have that anymore. And and that's kind of and but you know think about the Ninth Circuit Court, which uh, was the last court. That heard the O'Bannon case because yeah. that didn't make it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. That's the thing we have to remember: is the Supreme Court only takes so few cases, and 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 just in general. And then when you get it into the sports world and the college sports world, you just don't see it that often. And so, uh, the, you know, we're not guaranteed to see another one for another forty years. Uh, and so, this case is going to be important because it's going to be how all the lower courts treat these cases as they come forward again. And so, uh, and we're going to see more. I mean, I, I can only imagine the plaintiff's lawyers are, are uh, getting the next group together. Yeah. I mean, uh, after this case, yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, answer is this, uh, and I think I'm correct in saying this, the NIL, the uh, name, image, and likeness has been front page news for a while now. Yeah. That is, is related, but not really uh, a part of this ruling. Is that correct?
2: right so in, in in this ruling we were uh, you know really addressing those educationally related benefits. It was not about Nil uh, but it does matter and the I think what we were we were talking earlier that the uh, the NCAA Division One Council is meeting today and tomorrow to try to figure out what they're going to do on uh, NIL. As uh, six states, starting July 1st, including yeah. Texas, are going to uh, permit those. Um, and uh, but that that group was wanting to see this opinion to to see how it would apply or if it would apply um, and how it might you know impact what kind of NIL policy they put forward. Uh, so it definitely matters, um, but they really are separate. Um, and just looking at them, you know, for what they are.
1: Daniel, obviously like the Supreme court could be pretty divided. So how rare is it to get a a nine, nothing decision like this? And could you get a feel for what was really so overwhelming about the case?
2: yeah good question um y- you know it's funny there's more unanimous opinions than you would think um and the reason why you don't hear about them is because they're not they're boring newsworthy yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and everyone gets fired up over the you know 5-4 decisions and that kind of thing um and uh but honestly there are a lot of cases that go up and that wind up being 9-0 and 8-1 and 7-2 even and so it's not that unusual for there to be a, a unanimous opinion um, and, uh, I think even people that listened to the arguments, uh, when they argued this case before the Supreme court got a fairly decent sense that th- there weren't many friendly faces in that, uh, bench, uh, for the NCAAs case. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, think it's, uh, it's not uncommon for it to be this way. It's also, um, you know, uh, not uncommon to see, uh, a concurring opinion like we had here, uh, with, with justice Kavanaugh. Um, and, uh, so yeah, uh. You know, just one of those deals where we don't hear about them that often, um, and uh, but you know, we got one here.
0: Daniel here, our guest. Sports law is his uh, is his area of expertise. How much is this ruling a, an, a another body blow to the NCAA?
2: I, mean, I think it's huge, honestly, uh, because when you and, and I think Justice Kavanaugh's concurrence really kind of sets the stage for what comes next. And I think, you know, he talks about how uh, I just I'll just quote him I mean, he says uh, the reason why he wrote it. I add this concurring opinion to underscore that the NCAA's remaining compensation rules also raise serious questions under antitrust law. And, and he goes through that um, and that there are serious questions as whether the remaining compensation rules, that'd be everything. I mean, wow. that's the, yeah. everything could pass muster under this test that we just oh, used. So when you read that um, and, and then you read uh, him talk about, uh, this was the other piece that I really thought was was helpful and, and made sense uh, for people. You know, the NCA for all these years have really been arguing amateurism is the core reason why the, they have the product that they have. It's what separates College athletics from professional athletics, right. the fact that the athletes aren't paid. Well, um, what he says here is you know, okay, but you can't make uh, a, an illegal price fixing. Uh, the premium part of your product and use that then to defend against the price fixing. So he goes through this whole thing about how it's he's, it's a circular logic. He's, you can't, you know, uh, he says uh, hospitals can't agree to cap nurses income in order to create a purer form of helping. Uh, News organizations cannot join forces to curtail pay to reporters in order to preserve a tradition of public-minded journalism. You know, all these industries, in any other industry, he says, this would be a straight up, viol- any all these compensation sure, sure. Uh, limitations would be a complete, you know, uh, uh, an easy call for them. So I think this really does, you know, put the NCAA in the crosshairs for all of their compensation, um, you know, restrictions. And, uh, you know, it's not that they can't figure it out, but they just have shown no ability to figure the, I mean, we've had the NIL stuff since O'Bannon, and they've had time, they've had years as these state laws have come in. And they we're up a week a week out, and we still don't have anything. And yeah. so it's just it's for whatever reason they have not been able to address these things. And so I imagine it'll be the, another court case that, that gets us there because wow. we're just haven't not seeing them move on it.
0: So what's going on right now in the hallowed halls of the NCAA and in uh, meeting rooms at, at schools like Baylor around the country? I mean, how, how how are schools and the NCAA preparing for what's next?
2: Yeah, I. Uh, my guess would be right now from a school standpoint and obviously as a former athletic director, if I'm sitting, you know, in a university right now, in athletic department, um, I'm probably mostly focused on the NIL piece because that's what, uh, especially if I'm in one of these six states. If right. I'm here in Texas and, and, you know, the opportunity is going to become available for our student athletes uh, to take advantage of these things, um, you know, that's going to be my focus, you know, uh, for sure. Um, the result of this Supreme Court case the educational related really benefits, that's something that we will. Pro- I would probably say, okay, let's start looking at this and create a plan for how we want to budget this out and what do we want to start providing and that kind of thing. But that's a little bit of a bigger picture project, I would think, uh, and a longer timeline than the NIL stuff because athletes are going to want, you know, that access immediately. I, yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, you saw schools, as soon as Governor Abbott signed, that into law. I mean, there were schools promoting what all they were doing to prepare for that and <laughs> to start equipping and training, you know, and, and providing the resources to the athletes to get the representation that they would need and the education they would need and all of those things. Uh, and so I think that's what's still really at top of mind for the, the individual campuses and the schools and the administrators. Um, but, uh, and, and even with the NCAA too, because of this looming deadline of July 1st, uh, you know, but uh, beyond that, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would imagine within the next few months, you'll have a new case that starts the, the ball rolling on the yeah. next one of these uh, yeah. uh, compensation restrictions, and, and that'll be a whole new thing.
0: Wow. Interesting. Well, you've done a very good job explaining it. Thank you very much. Uh, it, yeah. it is very complicated. Anything else we need to know or keep in mind? You know, if this comes up at a <laughs> <laughs> dinner conversation, <laughs> help us know anything else that maybe we need to know as part of that discussion.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that that we didn't get here because you know the the, the athletes uh, at the trial court level uh, didn't win on the other compensation. I mean, they went for it all at the trial court level, but they didn't win there on just kind of pay for play. Okay. Um, but they chose strategically not to appeal that to Supreme Court. They wanted a very clean, uh, specific ruling from the court on these other things. Where I thought they had they thought they had a really good chance of okay. probably getting this kind of 9-0 opinion yeah, yeah. and get all these words on paper that. Other courts now are going to use for the next case. So um, you know, it's it's. I think that's one of the things to to remember, and that's why we didn't have more here in this in this opinion. Um, but uh, you know, moving forward, I think it's just going to be looking at uh, can the NCAA adapt and figure out how to come together on some kind of. Comp- you know complete compensation plan um including NIO, but including other things as well um and uh you know if not i think we're going to be right back here Hmm. (laughs) doing it
0: again and will this be a strain on uh budgets for athletic departments i mean we're coming out of covid and all the added expense there with testing and everything is this going to be another uh you know line item in budgets now for schools
2: yeah, and that's where I, I think earlier when we were talking, and I was mentioning how you know doing the like uh, planning around the educational related benefits, some of those graduate scholarships and tutoring, and some of those things that uh, that those are going to be on the budgets, and so those are going to take some planning to figure out okay, yeah. you know how much can we provide? Where's that money coming from? And a lot, um, but when it comes to the NIL piece, uh, that you know obviously is coming from. Third parties, that's and true. so yeah. those those yeah. wouldn't be impacting the budget. But I, I think the other thing too that um, that Justice Kavanaugh talked about in his concurrence, um, you know, it, he, he talks about how look, this is going to raise issues uh, over over time, especially if we start striking down these other compensation limits around uh, Title Nine and around how it impacts the other sports that don't bring in the revenue and how you divvy those things up. And and, there, and he basically says, yeah, that's true. Um, it doesn't make the current scheme any less yeah. le- any right. more legal. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> right. you know, it's, it is what it is. So is. We're going to have to figure it out, um, which is why I think that uh, the NCAA and President Mark Emmer there was trying and has been trying to get some type of federal legislation through Congress um, that could Provide some antitrust protection, at least on some of these areas, while they can come up with a plan that, you know, starts to share some of that revenue more with the athletes um, through NIL and maybe other things. Um, they've just not been able to get that done. And, and I mean, you know, I think the, the lead senator on the committee for that has, uh, has already said they can't get it done by July 1st. And that yeah. they're going to try to get it done before the fall recess, before Labor Day, but uh, whether or August recess, I suppose. Uh, but whether they can get that done or not. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, you know, I watched some of the student athletes uh, testifying before that committee uh, a week or so ago, and um, and I thought all of them did a really great job. And but it, it's obvious that a lot of the senators are you know, are, are just so unfamiliar <laughs> with all sure. The NCAAs, oh, I'm sure which you, they deal with such breadth of issues, like <laughs> yeah. it's, you, you can't really <laughs> expect much. But um, but still, it was just interesting to watch. So it, it's not surprising to me that it's going to take them a while yeah. to come up with what a federal piece of legislation might look like to cover all of this. Um, but but it looks like that's the direction the NCAA is trying to go. Um, we'll see if they're able to get it done.
0: Fascinating. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, sure. Great job explaining that. Really helps uh, to understand what's going on. We'll have you back at some point, you know, as things continue to move. But uh, sure. thanks for being with us today.
2: Thanks so much for having me. It's All been right. great to be back. All
0: right. At Daniel Hare on Twitter. That's H A R E. You can follow him. And is uh, uh, the podcast, you still have the podcast going?
2: I podcast. I'm not sure anybody would want to listen okay. to this point. This okay. sports related, so <laughs> not it's for sports the related. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Dan is a good follow, and uh, you can tell he is very knowledgeable in this area of law and sports. And great to have on with us let's take a break we'll be back with more in just a moment john morris steven simcox here on espn and fox sports central texas
4: the jeep freedom day sales event is going on right now at freedom country in Colleen, and you can catch a great deal on hundreds of vehicles both in store or online and every new jeep comes with a membership to america's most valuable customer care program the jeep wave customer care program
5: Get worry-free
4: maintenance for your new Jeep at no additional cost. Come see why you can always buy for less in Killeen. Visit us in-store or online at freedomcountry.com. We're making car buying easy with five makes, two stores, all in one location at Freedom Country
5: need
3: a vacation first central credit union can help you make a splash with a home equity loan your home's equity can provide the cash flow you need it's your choice use cash for home improvements debt consolidation a new vehicle college expenses a wedding a dream vacation a medical emergency or any other unexpected or desired expense act now and enjoy no closing costs up to $75,000 apply online at firstcentralcu.com for a quick local decision
1: low subject to credit approval and some restrictions apply offer valid through june 30th member ncua
4: fiction, nonfiction, or a children's book, we can help you put it together and bring it to market at Doran's Publishing. We have thousands of testimonials from people just like you that we've helped get their books sold in stores and online. We've even got a service called The Writer's Coach. It's perfect for people that have a book idea in their head, and they just need someone to help them put it on paper. Torrance Book Publishing has been helping people just like you who have a book idea, written or not, for over 100 years. Imagine being counted among the most famous authors in the world with your very own book. Call right now and let us help you turn a book idea into
5: reality. It's easier than you think. You just need a little help. Call us now. 800-879-4098. 800-879-4098. 800-879-4098, Eight hundred eight seven nine four zero nine eight. that's eight hundred eight seven nine forty ninety eight.
0: Well, fascinating there with Dan Hare. Uh, we've got Stephen has the whole, whole interview up on the website, com. It's on social media at... 1660 ESPN, or you can follow at Daniel Hare. uh, Stephen, I think I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again <laughs> to kind of make sure that I can digest everything that he said. But, uh, gosh, he's very knowledgeable in this area. He is. It was uh, good
1: stuff. Um, and it, it, he made a good point coming in cause it is like a 50 page ruling. Yeah. So a lot of people were reacting to it immediately Yeah. and yeah. It, you do have to digest all of that. And he did that, so he has the knowledge to come in and explain it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not good news for the NCAA. We kind of know that's been building for a while. But uh, it, it was obviously a compelling case against them yeah. to get to get the ruling like they did.
0: Yeah, kind of, a, again, another body blow to the NCAA uh, in this ruling by the Supreme Court. Smells good in this room. What, what's going on here? It does
1: smell good, JMO. I Man. believe we got some, uh, some food in Canes the studio. Raisin Cane's
0: is here. Raisin Cane's. Scott Dixon came by, and uh, Scott, if you're listening, I wish you'd stuck around, but he had to leave. We were in the middle of that interview with Daniel, but Scott came by and dropped off some uh, um, box combos here from Raisin Cane's and some lemonade, a gallon of lemonade. Bring it in the studio, and all of a sudden, it just smells great in
1: here. <laughs> it does. It really it really adds to the ambiance uh, Yes, it does. So It makes you hungry, too.
0: Man, we appreciate that. Thanks to uh, Scott. Thanks to Leanne Ray, and uh, just appreciate their hospitality bringing this by for us. Canescommunity.com is their website. They've got fundraisers and support there uh, that you can jump on board and be a part of. So take a look at Canes. It's actually canesandcommunity.com. Canesandcommunity.com is the website they are hiring right now. If you need a job, you want to work for a great organization, raising canes is one option for you. They've got mobile ordering also. So you can do that. Download the app and you can do the mobile ordering and uh, you know how well that works and how quick that is and avoid uh, whatever lines might be there. So mobile ordering is really big and Raising Cane's at the forefront of that. So thanks very much to Leanne and to Scott for bringing by some uh, combo boxes here in the studio. Uh, this this is a good test here in our building to see Stephen how quick people realize there's food back here <laughs> and how how quickly they come and just kind of stick their nose into the studio how here much, and say, uh, hey, "How much hey, that locked into the two, yeah, two o'clock hour? Yeah, what's going on in here? What what do you got in there?
1: I I would guess that this is not going to stay yeah. here long." <laughs> will
0: not be. I'm glad that I'm next to it. Grab one of those for you right off the top, and uh, I will do the same. But thanks very much to uh, Raising Canes, and we appreciate them. And thanks again to Leanne Ray and Scott Dixon for uh, just gifting us with this delivery from Raising Canes today. All right, Matt Mosley is next. Uh, Matt uh, will not be in studio. Uh, I I think he'll miss out on the Raising Canes, but what do you guys have planned between 3 and 4 today with Matt? Well, exciting news for Baylor basketball fans. Uh, I guess it was either this weekend or earlier this week, Matt Meyer decided
1: he's going to come back to uh, to college and play another season. So Matt got to catch up with him. A little one-on-one interview. We'll have that at 340. Uh, we'll talk about NBA playoffs last night. Suns with a big win. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to have some fun. But Matt Meyer at, uh, at 340 today, Jim.
0: Very cool. Matt Meyer. Glad he's coming back. That is great news. Mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of assumed – you know, yeah, he'll he'll come back. Uh, but Matt was serious about testing the waters, and great that he came to the decision that the what's best for him and his future is to come back to Baylor for another year. So uh, that'll be really fun. Uh, we look forward to that coming up with Matt today at three forty.
1: And I know that. There's going to be some breaking mullet brothers news. Oh, really? In the interview. Oh, is that right? Yes.
0: Breaking mullet brothers news. Yes. Stay
1: tuned for 340.
0: All right. He and Jackson Moffitt are the mullet bros Mm -hmm. from Baylor. So breaking news on the way.
1: We got some news on that front. Might be adding someone to the mix.
0: Oh, really? Is it another player? Is it a coach?
1: It's another player.
0: Okay. All right. All right. What would that be? I won't, I won't yeah. try We're, to spill. You don't have to give me more clues. Yeah, I'm not going to steal anything there. So that'll be good. Tune in 340, or stay tuned right now for uh, Matt Mosley coming up next. Tom Barfield is in here from 4 to 6. What do you guys have planned uh, for game time this afternoon?
1: Um, at 5 o'clock, I, I got in touch with uh, Shihan Jaranja this afternoon. He wrote a good article about um, Baylor football, Dave Aranda, kind of his approach shaking up the offense this season. Uh, obviously, adding Jeff Grimes and kind of what that's going to look like. So we'll chat with him. Uh, we'll talk some College World Series, and then did you see this yesterday, JMO? They, you know, they're they're trying to crack down in Major League Baseball on uh, the use of, of foreign substances right. by pitchers. Right. So there were a couple instances, um, one by Max Scherzer and one by Sergio Romero where they were asked a couple times to, you know, be searched. Yeah. And eventually they had some fun with it, and they were, like, stripping down <laughs> on the field there. Really? <laughs> so we're just going to kind of ask the question, how long do we think managers are going to really, you know, stick to this? And yeah. is this just a mind game to try to annoy somebody? Or are they really trying to find something? Uh, but Max Scherzer and uh, Joe Giardi, Grrg actually got into it last night, the Phillies manager, because wow. he kept asking for Max to get checked.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Well, a couple nights ago it was Jacob DeGrom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, got, got strip searched, basically, <laughs> looking for the form substance. Alright, so that's coming up between 4 and 6 on game time right here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Uh, let me mention some birthdays uh, to mention to you today. LaCurtis Jones' birthday is today. Former Baylor linebacker out of uh Waco High. Happy birthday to La Curtis Jones. Uh Sarah Rogers' birthday today. Great Baylor fan. Happy birthday to Sarah. Uh let's see. Who else? Mike LaSham's birthday. Mike works on campus. Happy birthday to Mike. Uh, Zach Burke's birthday today. Zach, hey, an alum of Zach ESPN Burke. radio. Man, if I'd noticed that earlier, we would have had him on the phone with us. Happy birthday to Zach Burke. Have yeah. you seen
1: Zach lately? um i talked with him on the phone me and q had him on after baylor won the national title because as you know zach was a huge college basketball fan yeah is a huge college basketball fan so he was locked into that run so we got his perspective on that but i haven't seen him in person in a long time yeah me
0: neither that's great good dude though
1: he was basically me before me
0: that's right that's right i need to call him happy birthday to zach burke today uh david geyer's birthday david uh retired from uh, providence network and uh great guy happy birthday to david geyer it's brian remsen's birthday today happy birthday to brian great guy also speaking of great guys chuck Sivis, it's chuck's birthday today as well so man that is a great and chuck is a great guy happy birthday to all those folks if i missed you i do apologize uh Let's see. Make sure I'm not leaving anybody else off. Uh, It's Jim Peeler's birthday. Jim uh, at KWTX has been there many, many years. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, Bruce Bennett, Bear Bennett. Uh, Happy birthday to Bruce Bennett today. And uh, that's a good group. So great birthday group today. Happy birthday to all of those folks if we missed you. I do apologize. All right, uh, final uh, couple of minutes here, uh, and then we'll wrap things up and move out, and Matt Mosley will come in top of the hour. What, Stephen, uh, caught your attention um, from what Daniel Hare was talking about? Anything in particular really stand out from him?
1: You know, it's not, I guess, the the most surprising thing, but just the NCAA is really in a, a world now where they're going to adapt or, yeah. or things are going to get pretty dire. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's it's weird that they didn't try to get in front of this. I know that it's been tough with COVID. They had some – and this isn't – the ruling wasn't really um, related in name, image, and likeness. But just the way the, the social tide has really turned in the past 10 or 15 years, it feels like they would be more prepared for the the day this was coming, and it doesn't seem like they're really ready to, to take on some of these attacks. Yeah,
0: yeah that's a good point. And, uh, you know, some guys like Jay Billis have been very – um, you know, they, they have been anti NCAA or saying the NCAA needs to move forward and just have been very antiquated in some of the things that they do. Uh, if you want to just do a search for, for Jay Billis, NCAA, and you'll hear his uh, opinions on that. He's got some really strong opinions and most of those are not favorable toward the NCAA.
1: They're not, They're not for sure. And I, I think it's, it is so easy to kind of dunk and pile on because, yeah, right. in, in practice, in theory, it does look like a very unfair system, but there are a lot of consequences that are involved um, with kind of the new way college athletics seems to be moving, um, you know, as far as budgetary restrictions, yeah. what does it mean for non-revenue sports, uh, you know, kind of what is, how do you cap these benefits, do you cap these benefits, are you going to get boosters and agents even more involved than they already are and what issues arises there so um i totally get why you know people kind of pile on the ncaa but there there are a lot of factors in play here
4: Mm -hmm.
0: amazing that the last time there was a sports case that reached the supreme court uh involving the ncaa was 1984 you know Mm -hmm. that it's been that long and and that was the one that opened up um You know, it was basically uh, University of Oklahoma was the school that brought the case against the NCAA to basically open it up so you could have, they could have more games televised instead of the NCA. you know, squashing that and having very few games on television. Uh, But it really was, uh, it, it did not, you know, in retrospect, looking back at that, it didn't open Pandora's box. Now, there's a ton of games that are on now, but at the time there weren't, it wasn't immediately um uh, a world changing ruling by the NCAA
1: and and we are seeing i mean i think there is some um kind of looking forward and some good planning with expanding the playoff mm-hmm. we got TV deals that are coming up soon mm-hmm. those are going to be huge and you would i mean college football and college basketball really all the sports they're really valuable products and i think especially now with um so many like streaming platforms available like things like college baseball are more valuable than ever because it's just content that you can put somewhere, you know. Um, So I think there's opportunities, but there's a lot of dominoes that kind of have to fall.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we at Baylor do more games, broadcast more games than we ever have before, and it keeps going up every year. You know, basically, we try to broadcast every home event that we can. And unless there's a conflict, you know, and there's a personnel or equipment conflict that would keep us from doing it, we're going to do... Every game that we can, every home contest that we can. Um, one other note: uh, I, I just, I just know we've got a lot of smart people at Baylor and a lot of smart people at every school, and they'll figure this out. I remember when you know the full cost of attendance came down; um, that was like, wow, you know, where's this money going to come from? How are we going to do this? How do we, you know, how do we make this work? And they figured it out. You know, they really did. So I think with this. Whatever that means, I think that schools like Baylor and everywhere, they'll figure it out. They've got smart people and uh, we've got some great people in our business office headed up by Cody Hall and they have done yeoman's work through through COVID and the pandemic, you know, and finding uh, resources, you know, and, and cutting back where they could. They've done great work there. So they'll find a way to make this work. but certainly Bears uh, watching it is a huge, huge, Uh, ruling uh, opinion by the Supreme Court affecting colleges around the country. Thanks to Dan Hare, who was on with us. We invite you to stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Stephen, thank you very much for making things work. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow at 2. Keep it here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas.